Rusty Quill presents. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Circe, a podcast of the Ostium Network. Chapter 6 Filie Why did you not tell me right away? Who is your teacher? Is it possibly Kleistra? Has she worked with you before? Does she travel to Sinod to teach you without my knowing somehow? Are you finished? Any more outrageous questions? I... No. My apologies. Please, explain. I have no teacher. I've taught myself from books. Two books, actually, that I found on a dusty bottom shelf of the Synat Library. That... that sounds impossible. Are you really telling the truth? Are you going to let me tell it like it is, or doubt every word I say? I... again, I apologize. I was unaware of any more books containing lore and spells of the Circe and had been told they do not exist. Please, continue. Thank you. This wasn't something my heart had been set on since I was young. I'd heard about Circe, of course. Who hasn't? The special coven of sorceresses that has been around for millennia. The secrets and spells passed down for generations. Never say smells. How many Cersei are they? Nobody truly knows. Does every girl or person who identifies as not a cis man wish to be one of the Cersei? What do you think? I, I don't know. It is why I asked. Oh, I assumed you already knew. Sorry. Uh, yes. The answer is yes. Every girl I've ever known, be they friend or family, has wanted to be a Cersei, and I've known a trans person or two expressing interest in the calling. We would all pretend when we were we once. Actually, I still do it now, from time to time. A little make-believe with my sisters, as we cast spells to help and heal. I believe you said just moments ago the Cersei was not your heart's desire. I was getting to that. Every girl wants to be a Cersei. 
which is exactly why we all know we will never become one of those special chosen ones. It's an idle fantasy we all have, like being a queen, because we know it will never come true. Until those books you discovered at the library. Yes, until I found the books. I love books. I love turning the pages and discovering the wonderful and incredible stories within. I have spent too many years reading and learning the spell books and too little time enjoying a book for its story. <laughs> it kind of shows, actually. You talk a bit like a dusty old spell book. I do. Oh, sorry. No. I didn't mean anything by it. I meant it more as a compliment. I find it kind of cute, actually. Really? Sure. Among other things. I have absolutely no response to this. I do notice as she leans over to me to get some bread, she inches herself a little closer. I could lie to myself and say those books showed themselves to me, revealed themselves in a magical way, in a room full of books that all looked the same. But I was just looking for something I hadn't read umpteen times before. And there they were, all hidden away, their covers wearing furry blankets of dust. I took them outside and blew the dust from their ancient faces. Neither of them had a title or any words, clear of any letters, except for a big C. I suppose I should have been a little suspicious. All the books I have read from and learned from are the same way. Simplistic. Almost cryptic, perhaps. But that is their way, I believe. They have their ways, and their power is great. And they have done what they have done for many generations, as you said. I may not be the best person to vouchsafe them, but it is the only world I know. The only world I have known. You have led a very sheltered life, haven't you? I don't know. Kleistra found me when I was a babe. My parents were gone. I don't know what happened. But she took me in and raised me, and is making me one of the Circe. Oh, you poor thing. No, you might think a choice was never given to me, and... Perhaps it was not, but I regret none of it. I can draw power from what is around me. I reach out a hand and select a significant chunk of cheese. I clutch it tight, feeling it turn to mush and forced between my fingers. At the same time, I draw the life and essence from it, feeling it grow dry and crumbly. I open my hand and the cheese that was molded from cow's milk is now gray and lifeless and falling from my hand like dirt and dust. Maeve watches, completely wrapped in what I am doing. And now that power is within me, and I can do something like this. The same hand points toward the river, palm down. I slowly rotate it, and from the rushing water, a column of liquid draws up, reaching four feet into the air. The river may be running at a steady pace beneath it, but this water I am drawing up with my magic pays no heed to what is happening to its source below. I bring my other hand around and make a shaping motion. In turn, the water thickens and begins to form a vague body shape. I continue moving my hands ever so slightly, focusing on creating the solid image that is in my mind to the best of my abilities. A few moments later, Maeve loudly gasps. It's... it's me! How is that possible? It is the magic of the Circe. No more, no less. And without further ado, the column of water that looks akin to Maeve's form quickly collapses, rejoining its rushing origination. What? What happened? No magic is forever. It cannot be. There must always be balance. Life and energy is taken from that piece of organic matter, 
and is transmuted through my ability to become a sculpted column of water. But it is a finite resource, not self-sustaining, never so. Once the life, the essence, has been all used up, the magic collapses in upon itself and is undone. Can you do it again? Of course. But it will require another chunk of cheese, and I do not want to waste such a delicacy. Maeve looks right at me then, looking deep within me. I believe I see her intentions for a brief fraction of a second before she is upon me, her arms wrapping around my shoulders, her warm, full lips on mine. I am shocked. At first, we continue kissing for some time. We return to the marketplace, hand in hand. I have never felt so at ease before. A calm has descended upon me like a comforting blanket that I never wish to lose. I soon find Clystra and introduce Maeve to her. She wears a bemused grin. I am still unsure if she knows what we have been up to, but she does not have a single negative word to say, and I am immensely happy. She leads us over to some tables, and soon we are served platters of cooked meat and baked potatoes and boiled vegetables. Even though Maeve and I have enjoyed meats and cheeses and breads, we find ourselves famished once again. I suppose our time enjoying each other has taken something from us, made us hungry. I am also willing to admit that I am hungry for more of what we were doing. Much more. The food is delicious, and as the sun begins setting on this day before May Day, the bonfires are lit, as are the many torches throughout the town. It seems as if we have been transported to somewhere new, a place of ethereal beauty where the many glowing, flickering flames bathe our faces in a very favorable light. By the time we are done with our supper, Kleistra is already talking with some other people, ignoring us for the time being. Maeve seizes the moment, taking my hand, and we are off again, disappearing into the trees and the darkness of the night. story Goran was telling. Who is Goran? The elder, sitting at the table across from us. I regret to inform you I did not. I had been enjoying my food too much, as well as being entranced with Maeve's beautiful face in the flickering firelight. I very much wish to be kissing her again, and now my heart is beating fast with such hopes. He was telling the tale he fully believes, but everyone thinks it's a load of poppycock. Poppycock? Yes. Lies. It's the story that on the night before May Day there are certain girls, and though he never outright says so, he undoubtedly means Cersei, who transform into hares to steal the milk and churn of the successful farmers, so that they will have a poor summer and poor harvest and all starve. And that on one such night, long ago, so he says, he set his greyhound axe upon the hare. The dog bit it, but did not slay it. When Goran called back his dog, the animal had the hare's leg in his mouth. Goran says he then chased after the hare to a house known to belong to the witch, a Cersei, no doubt, and inside found an old woman knitting, and her leg was missing. That sounds absolutely preposterous. <laughs> it is. Absolute codswallop. Another strange expression that I am unable to decipher. Then let me help you, if I may. 
<laughs> you certainly may. But before our lips touch again, we both hear a strange singing coming from a copse of trees away from us. Suddenly, we are bathed in a blue light. Oh, wonderful. I'd hoped this would happen soon. What is this? Dear Thyra, something very special is about to happen. The elves are coming. The Susie Podcast is written and produced by Alex C. Talander. The role of Thyra is performed by Arden Rachel. The role of Steve is performed by Alex C. Talander. The role of Kleistra is performed by Emma Shirjako. The role of Maeve is performed by Muna Husen. This episode was sound engineered by the talented blokes at Hail and Well Met Podcasts. If you're looking for some other shows once you finish Cersei, be sure to check out their work at hailandwellmetpodcast.com. The music featured in this episode is Sunrise by Kick Hat, Bittersweet, Fiddles McGinty, and At Rest, all by Kevin McClude, under the Creative Commons license. June Apple Cluck Old Hen and Banks and Brays by Charlotte Levy, specially recorded for the Cersei Podcast. The Cersei Podcast is a podcast of the Ostium Network. You can support Cersei as well as all other Ostium Network shows by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast, where you can get access to a whole variety of bonus material, including many episodes for Ostium, Circe, and Manifestations, as well as the Ostium Files, and the Behind the Ostium series. You will also get access to a new Circe miniseries all about her lost love, Pragma, and behind-the-scenes episodes about Circe called Circe Confidential. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Cersei Podcast. This story came out of the character of Thyra as she took me along on her journey, which is very far from over. And I'm delighted to have you all with me for the ride. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.